You are listening to Radio Data, a podcasting radio where we talk about data, cloud, analytics and AI with different guests, different hosts and in different segments. This segment is called Data Update, where we share interesting stories from the community or talk about the topics that we find interesting. Hello, welcome to the Radio Data Podcast. Today we're going to talk about some data-driven stories. My name is Piotr and I'm a data analyst at Gendin Data and I help companies to be more data-driven. And today I have Adrian with me. Adrian, would you like to say a few words about yourself? Yeah, so hello everyone. Uh, My name is Adrian and uh, at Getting Data I work as a data science practice lead and mainly I help companies uh, implementing their data science solutions. Okay, so hello and let's get started. So I would like to start with a short story that is uh, like a, that is related to the topic of a data literacy. Yeah, so, so what is data literacy? Could you explain? Yeah, so like a data literate companies are the companies where like almost everyone is capable of using data on a daily basis. And this is definition that is at the same time correct, but it may be a bit misguiding because you may feel that it feels that it means that you should make everyone at your company a statistician, for example, or a data scientist, which is not the case. And that's that story is basically about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just understand it as like everyone should be capable of understanding data like when it yeah. ca- where it comes from and what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, understanding and using this data to make better decisions. Okay. Okay. So my story starts at the customer care department in a big tech company. And a goal of this department was to address different queries, different issues raised by the customers. So for example, uh, if you use some like an app or some online product, you some, sometimes may have a question. And what you can then do, you usually try to find answer online. And if you don't find it, you may contact some you know, support through like email, chat, voice, and so on. So that's what was happening there. We were like uh, part of a business that was taking care of uh, customer queries. Uh, okay. So because we were so close to the customers, one of the key metrics that we used was net promoter score. Uh, have you heard about this metric? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's about the satisfaction of customers about the service the company provides. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it tries to capture how happy your customer uh, your customers are by asking them if they are willing to recommend your product or your service to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. So that was a key metric, like one of the most important. And we were monitoring this metric on an ongoing basis until one week we have noticed a big drop. And the first sign of uh, you know benefits of using data in this case is that that was 
spotted very quickly. Basically, uh, during the day, we were already seeing that something might be happening. And at the end of the day, we were sure that there is some problem. So um, in this case, like the first reason, reasonable reaction that came to our minds was to talk to people who are in direct contact to the clients and ask, ask them if there if something bad is happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, it seems like the first option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. And when we talked to them, uh, we got a response that people start complaining about some change in terms of service that we have implemented. And if that was a non-data-driven company, that would be at the end of the story. We have our issue found. We probably need to revert the changes in terms of service, or we need to modify them, and everything should be fine. But unfortunately, in this case, it wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but because this company was data-driven, we had some uh, like options in our head. We could use data to try to understand it deeper. And um, so the manager of data, after seeing, uh, you know, after talking to these people, was getting quite suspicious because he was looking at different metrics, for example, how many contacts we see, uh, what are the broad categories that uh, people uh, contact us for, like the the big issues, not very detailed ones, but like uh, general categories, and for him. Uh, this conclusion that this is caused by this terms of service, it didn't make, uh, it, like the numbers didn't add up basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have maybe an idea what you could do in this case to try to, you know, get to the bottom or to the root causes of, of the issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I would try contacting like customers and asking them like, deeper questions. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you had uh, like phone numbers to these people mm. or emails. Uh, I think that would be possible, but the first step was a bit different. What mm-hmm. actually the manager asked uh, the people from the uh, customer service to do was to every time you see a client complaining about this this issue with terms of service, mark it in a system. So like leave some tag. So, yeah, okay, so it was an ongoing problem, right? So there was a drop in, the, in this KPI yeah. and it persisted. Okay. Yeah, it persisted for, you know, back then we had weekly meetings. So if uh, an issue appeared in one day and we were, we saw that it was happening another day, it, start, it, it already started bothering people and we really wanted ah. to get to the bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the people started uh, tagging these cases. And after one day, we already could see that uh, the net promoter score, the NPS, uh, on the cases where people were contacting us in relation to this terms of service was actually pretty bad. But it couldn't cause the big drop that we were seeing in the, in the total metric. And it wasn't possible because the volume of these cases was so low that there was no chance that such a big impact was possible. Basically, there were people were complaining about this, but only few people did so. So mm-hmm. 
yeah, we, we had very few cases related to this issue. And after that, we have done some additional investigation, like a broader effort. And we have actually found that there was no single reason behind this drop. But there are a few reasons, uh, seemingly unrelated. And co coincid coincidentally, they appeared at the same time. And after we oh, okay. have... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Uh... Yeah, I was quite surprised, like that a few reasons came just on, during one day, probably to like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's uh, improbable, but mm -hmm. yeah, it can happen. Yeah, exactly. So after we had the, these uh, issues identified, we could start solving them. And over time, like uh, we have seen like the, the big uptake in the metric and we got back to the to the normal levels. And from this mm -hmm. story, I have a few takeaways that I can share. And after that, I can ask you for your takeaways. My first takeaway is that if that company didn't use data to monitor their business, they could have this issue and not even know it for multiple days, weeks, maybe even months. Because uh, the data was used there, we had the metrics, we were tracking them, we have noticed it on the same day. The second takeaway is that if we didn't use the data, but only relied on the uh, conversation with uh, people from customer service, we would be probably trying to solve the wrong problem. Because from this very first investigation, we thought that the problem is with the terms of service, which wasn't the case. And, uh, yeah, like pe yeah. people always have their bias, right? If mm -hmm. the, maybe they heard there was some issue with uh, uh, like service, this one problem, and they were like, stuck with it. Like, yeah, it it was definitely the the case for the drop in the um, NPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially if they didn't saw these uh, cases before, and now they started appearing then they you know started to pay more attention to them and they thought yeah. that mm -hmm. this is why you need data and a statistician yeah. later <laughs> yeah exactly because uh, if you don't use data you you can draw but uh, wrong conclusions based on these mm -hmm. i call them like anecdotal examples that you see few observations yeah, exactly. and you draw conclusions based on them mm -hmm. okay and maybe my final takeaway would be that uh, I started by saying that it may sound like everyone needs to know statistics and machine learning and be a deep expert in these fields. But in this case, as you could see, like data and some common sense was already better that, uh, than just common sense on its, common sense on its own. And uh, you could already start it, uh, you know, solving real problems and delivering value. Mm. Okay. So these are my thoughts. Uh, do you have any any other? Yeah, mm, yeah. My first one and the major one was that uh, your manager seem, seems to be uh, really data literate and aware of the issue and what could cause it and how to get the information, how to solve the problem. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it's uh, the. the really important um, characteristic of a, of a great manager who wants to make uh, 
decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now that when you say it, it came to my mind that it was also uh, possible to start tagging these cases, like that even the system for customer support was built in a way that if there is a need to to mark some cases to to collect some additional data, it was possible because uh, you know otherwise it would be very hard to identify how many such cases we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so based on that, I uh, one story also comes to my mind about the data literate manager who also mm -hmm. wanted to make better decisions, but didn't have tools to do that. So mm -hmm. I helped <laughs> uh, together with the team, uh, and it was uh, I worked then for a. a well-established e-commerce international brand. Uh, and it was a um, e-commerce team, right? So uh, the main KPIs that we needed to uh, deliver were, for example, tra traffic on the website, conversion rate, or average basket value. And uh, we, as a team, had a few tools to, to do that, to have an impact like uh, newsletter sendouts or uh, performance marketing. And finally, uh, the promotion calendar, right? So uh, we, or like the manager was making decision on which promotions uh, to have on uh, each day of the month. Uh, yeah, so you can imagine mm -hmm. it was like a puzzle to solve. Yeah, that... Uh, that seems like a very complex issue because on the one hand, you have probably many different promotions that you can apply. And on the other, you have like different days of the year and you have multiple products with different mm -hmm. prices. Exactly. And what was really uh, like striking to me back then was that different kinds of promotions affect different KPIs like differently. So, for example, the average basket value can be increased by like three plus one promotion, uh, but the uh, yeah, like sorry, uh, the conversion rate, right? So, the bigger the the promotion, then the uh, higher the conversion rate. Uh, yeah, etc. But you can imagine it was like time consuming. Uh, and really based on intuition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it so was like, yeah, okay. mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, I remember that promotion was great last year, right? Okay. So maybe apply it today or like this, this month. Um, yeah, so I uh, came up with a concept that I can fit a machine learning model to like somewhere there to to know uh, which promotions work uh, the best and uh, to predict yeah because the the main goal was to deliver KPIs on a monthly basis uh, and finally the uh, the whole year right mm -hmm. as well so we needed a forecasting model uh, which would predict if uh, having that 
promo calendar for that month, we will deliver the main KPIs. Mm -hmm. Can you say um, like, uh, like, can you say a few words about this model? Because it seems very interesting, but uh, still, mm -hmm. uh, it would be nice to understand it better. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about uh, firstly implementing a time series forecasting model, but I really wanted to have uh, coefficients explaining uh, how much a given promotion uh, impacts the, the results. So I needed a regression-based model. Uh, so firstly, I needed to um, gather all the data because I had like fortunately yeah i had three years of data of daily sales results uh, and i needed to transform the promo calendar like this excel files for the past years into a table uh, to use it um, in a regression model uh, yeah, when I had that, I also added, uh, I was thinking what can impact the, the KPIs. So uh, I added, for example, the um, newsletter counts uh, that were sent on that day. Uh, I also added some holidays, like the Christmas, uh, Black Friday, etc. To explain the variance, right? You know, like the changes in the sales um, in on that website. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea yeah. was to use coefficients to know which factors are the most relevant, right? Mm, yeah, the most relevant, but also like how much each promotion type impacts different KPIs, like this traffic conversion rate. Or total sales value, uh, but also to use them as uh, mm, multipliers for future sales, like on a given day, to know what would be the result and in the end what would be the final result of the month uh, when summing up all the days. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mm, so the resulting model forecasted. Mm, like because I had a history of sales and promotions, I could see what would be the natural uh, sell mm, without promotions, right? I could ec extract this promotion uh, impact on a, on that day and see what would be the normal sell. And uh, I use that for forecasting the daily sales for um, like 30 or 60 days. Uh, and then we could use these coefficients that we had uh, for the promotion types uh, to see like what would be the result if we apply uh, that promotion on that day, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh yeah and uh, I, I was really like happy it like later when it was implemented it really worked i could see that like yeah sometimes sometimes there were some like um problems with website or there was out of stock of some products so 
yeah, these were another factors that were not um, like taken into account in 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 the model. Um, so and we couldn't predict that, right? So mm. so that's also uh, one thing that uh, we couldn't predict that. So I couldn't use it um, in the model. And can you say a few words about if you, for example, uh, saw that for this particular product of the day, this promotion promotion should work well, and you applied this promotion, how did you know if the impact was uh, actually positive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, evaluated, uh, I guess, even on hourly basis. So one was when there was a day with a huge promotion then we like all of the team was really excited and we were checking the results every hour and we could see uh, how the sales are like going uh, up from from morning uh, and then during lunch for example it skyrocketed right so that was that was really uh, like uh, being checked uh, on a hourly basis, so that if something didn't work, we could repair that quickly. So yeah, that was also a case for being a data driven, right? To be yeah. able to react as fast as possible with, with when something is going wrong. And you mm. compared uh, you compared the actual sales with uh, some forecast like baseline, right? To know if uh, what was the impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I even had a, a curve that was predicting hourly sales for that daily result, right? So I could see what should be the sales value until like 12 a.m. Uh, so that we would reach the final uh, result uh, by the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. If I imagine being in the shoes of people who need to manage promotions and the world we have without this tool and the world with this tool with this tool are completely different, like uh, it's a game changer. Yeah, the, this is really fantastic that you can like watch, like observe it even real time sometimes when you see the, this sales, uh, each uh, transaction adds up to the the whole result uh yeah and yeah maybe i guess these were our main takeaways for, from this uh story uh because that uh, that's really impressive impressive that back then a few years back uh a company was working that like that way uh, or maybe it wasn't even a company as a whole, but my like my e-commerce team. Uh, yeah, and that we could make this data-driven marketing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I will add uh, one from me, one takeaway from me, uh, because in your case the solution was more advanced in the background. It required some statistics, machine learning skills. But again, I understand that you provided it uh, in some form that the regular user users could uh, could actually exploit it and uh, use it to to increase sales, and that is actually 
again, great in terms of data literacy, because even though the solution is more complex, you uh, provide it to the users in a way that is user-friendly and easy to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was done in Excel. So mm -hmm. I like the model was um, estimated in using R. Uh, back then it was quite popular. Uh, but I just took the coefficients and pasted them in uh, Excel tab. Uh, and when on the other tab we were like choosing a promotion for a given day, it was just value capping the value for a coefficient. And then there were some uh, formulas for the sum of the month, etc. So it was done like yeah, really uh, interactively, but in the Excel. So I guess that was uh, a really nice tool for, for managers who are accustomed with Excel. Yeah, many people use it as a go-to-tool uh, go to uh, for data uh, work. Yeah, even a business intelligence, sometimes uh, it, it's done in Excel. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so if that's it, maybe we'll jump to the conclusions. Uh, first of all, I think that we, I hope that we have shown a bit what it feels to be part of a data-driven organization both looking at more fundamental cases as well as some more advanced machine learning solutions and we have already shown like the practical benefits of doing so in the first story it was allowing to detect the right problem on time and start solving it in the second case it was uh, having tool to have more effective promotion policy and increase revenue um, and it seems like a long journey, but the first steps to become data-driven company are closer than you might think. First of all, uh, the first issue on the horizon is to figure out where you are now and what are the realistic goals for you for the future. And to make that easier, we have developed a data-driven survey, which is publicly available. You can find it in the description of this episode. And it allows you to identify your your current position on data-driven journey. And from our projects that we have done with customers, we can see that going from basically zero data capabilities to a modern stack that allows you to uh, ingest the data, transform the data, do the reports uh, in an interactive way, and even simple machine learning solutions in just a couple of months. So that, that is really worth trying, at least this first step. So I guess that's it for now and thanks for listening.